Welcome, welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Brought to you by Cultivate Network, where we get real with life, leadership, and church planting. Here's your host. So Leadership Pipeline, what is it? What was it about? Let's dive in deeper as we continue in this series of the Leadership Pipeline. So up to this point, we talked about the great scripture of the Lord gave to his disciples in Matthew 4, 19, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. We talked about the why in the Leadership Pipeline. We talked about the why not, which we really got into last week. We got deep in that one, which I felt like we could probably went three or four weeks on the why not. Because yeah. the why not, and one thing about this, guys, is it's going to cost you something. Your time, your effort, your love, it's going to cost you something. So this week, Jamie, and you can step back if you want to and bring people back up better, but this week we're going to talk about the what in the leadership pipeline. So take off, man. No, and, and I think you did summarize it well, going all the way back to Matthew 4 and in 19, Jesus saying, I'll, I'll make you fishers of men. Yeah. And I, the key words there is, I will make you. Mm-hmm. I will make you. All you got to do is follow me, and I'll make you. <clears throat> and I think that, 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 really, yeah. that really takes the pressure off of us to try to make ourselves. And and, and the why, you know, we, we spent a lot of time, and guys, I encourage you, if you're listening to this, this is your first of this series, go back and listen to the why. Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't jump straight to solutions and the what and, and pass the why. Uh, and then, you know, please, if you want to be challenged, uh, go back to the why not, because we did um, we did upset a few apple carts on that and, and on that one and Ouch. and you know I think I stepped on my toes a bit there too and Anthony mine too uh, uh, you know you stepped on mine but it's it's things that <laughs> yeah. it's things that we have to deal with we do we got to call out these elephants that's been walking around our room yep. for so long and and just call it what it is and love and and let it be but so today we're going to get into the what. We're going to get into some of the specifics of the theory of of this discipleship model. I call it the Jesus model, just as simple as that, because he really illustrated this. He didn't sit down and say, hey, this is my model, A, B, C, and D. He didn't do that. He didn't give them a blueprint um, for discipleship. But what he did do is he said, follow me. In other words... I'm going to cut the pattern, mm-hmm. and then you can follow that. Yeah. So if the if the call of of the disciples was to make disciples, if uh, Mark 16, Matthew 28, Acts chapter one, all infer that the duty of the disciples is to go to all the world, preach the gospel to every nation, to disciple people, to make disciples. Then Jesus was going to say, watch me do it, yep. because I'm going to show you how. <clears throat> and so I, what we did here, Ant, is we broke it down into four, try to simplify it, in the, at least for my mind, I have to simplify things. And so here, the four things are say, show, send, and coach. And if you were here... I'm looking at a PDF that we had done for a, a, a teaching series on this, and 
what you'll see there is it's reciprocal. It's a cycle. It's not a process that has a beginning and an ending. Project Anthony, we were talking a little earlier about project management. Projects yeah. have a beginning and an ending. They have an alpha and an omega. But the process of this discipleship that we're talking about today, the theory here, the, the, the Jesus model of discipleship, it doesn't have necessarily an ending, but it has a it builds upon itself as the cycles go. It, it 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 grows and it gets stronger and it gets more concentrated, <clears throat> and and we we can go back. I want to take these four words: say, show, send, and coach. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back and and share just real quick examples of what Jesus did and how that he how that he did this. And so, guys, um, disciples aren't made in a classroom. No. And as a church in America, our goal and duty is we made everything virtual. And everything is, but previous to it being virtual, we made disciples in a classroom. What discipleship class have we been to that wasn't in a classroom? What, what, uh, what Sunday school class have we been to that was not in a Sunday school room <laughs> or, or auditorium of some kind where we sit and listen and, and, and talk? And, and those things are viable, but it's only the first part of this Jesus model that we see modeled out in the Scripture. So if all Jesus did was go to a classroom and teach, then disciples never would have became disciples. They would have, they would have became students that were able to reciprocate or just regurgitate what he said. But Jesus didn't want people just regurgitating what he said. He wanted the people to be able to act out what he did. And so, but he wanted them to understand why first. So what he would do is he would say, he would teach, he would sit down, uh, I imagine by a fire at night, or on a mountainside caught olives, and he would he would teach verbally. He would say it. And the next thing he would do oh, is he would show it. He would demonstrate yeah. it. He would say, watch me. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he would tell them that we have power to heal the sick. And then he would say, watch me. Yeah. And then he would go heal the sick. And then the next thing is you read on through the Gospels, you read on through um, the Gospels, what he does is he, at, at one point he says, okay, now, you watched me for long enough, yep. you go. Yeah. I'll stay here, go in twos at one point here, he, t- mm-hmm. he tells him, you, you, you go in groups of two and just go. Mm-hmm. And they, w- they went and some of them had some really good success mm-hmm. and some, some, of them, so some of them didn't. Yeah. But they came back, and yeah. that and that's where we go. So it was say, yep. show. He demonstrated that the next one he sent, yep. and the next one they came back, and some of them were saying, "Yay, the demons are subject to yes. us." Mm-hmm. And and then what Jesus said is, "Rejoice not, because the demons are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life." So what what was he doing here? What was he doing? He sent them out to expose that weakness in their life. Yeah. So that he could call it out. He couldn't have called that out in the classroom. Mm-mm. He could not have ever exposed that in a classroom. No. Well, it never came out. Yeah. But our weakness is exposed mm-hmm. when we're actually having to exercise what, what we're learning and what we're doing. So then, th- then he said again, he taught again, and then he sent them again. And it's just a cycle. Mm-hmm. So I just tried to summarize oh, it man. quick as I could. No, you did great. I love it. So let's look at some scripture and show this, the very thing that you're talking about. So we know right off the bat, the call went forth for them to follow him, and he would make them make them fishers of men. So they, 
they, they bought into this. They thought, you know, truly this is the Messiah. Let's follow after him. So then we get to the say where the Lord, where he, he began to talk to him. He began to show him. He would, he, would, he would teach them and they would see all that he was doing. They would hear the words of the Lord. And we know that his word was truth and life was being breathed into them continually. Then he went and he showed he showed his glory and his majesty and the power that was given to him from his heavenly father. Then they were sent out. I love, I love how you said it. And as soon as you said it, my mom went back into scripture that uh, you talked about some had great success stories, some had failures. Well, mine went right to a failure. So <laughs> I got to thinking about the dad whose son was possessed with a devil. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the the dad comes, and you'll see this. I think I think this is in Matthew seventeen. But the dad comes, and he says, "I brought my son to your disciples, mm. and they could not cast out this devil." Yeah. And Jesus looks around. He's like, "Oh, faithful and perverse generation, how long shall I be with thee? How long yeah. shall I suffer thee?" And then the devil speaks out, and then the Lord rebukes this devil and casts the demon out. So they had been sent. Right. They had been sent. They had seen this. They had heard. They'd heard the word. They'd seen it in action with Jesus. They were sent out to do the work. Now, when they got out there, they ran into a roadblock and a stumbling block. Yep. They couldn't cast this devil out. Yep. Jesus comes in. He casts the devil out. They come to him and say, "Master, good master, why could we not? Why could we not bring him out?" Now let's go to the coach. This yep. is this is when the coach yep. of all coaches shows up. Yep. He's like, guys, this type of devil only comes out by prayer and fasting. Mm. Now, and then, once again, he coaches them. Then you see the cycle reset. He says it again. He shows them again. Yep. And he sends them again. Notice, oh, for us, we would get to this point that we would send somebody out. This is the human side of us. We send somebody out after we've said it. Man, we've said it for years. Man, we showed them. We showed them for years. Then we send them out. They stumble and fall. And we're like, well, you just didn't have it. All right. Mm. We'd throw you out. Mm. This is where we can, this is where this cycle can break. It can break right there between yep. the send and the coach. Sure. Because when you're sent, there's going to be, there's going to be holdups. There's yep. going to be setbacks. There's going to be things you're going to run into. Mm-hmm. But the key is the feedback that you get when they right. come back right. and they say, man, we did right. this, this happened, this happened, this happened. I mean, it's a great opportunity for a little bit of coaching to come in, a little bit more saying, a little bit more showing. And like you said, the cycle completely repeats over and it keeps going and it keeps going. And here's the great thing is it builds every time right. it gets stronger yep. and stronger. What if the church today, the body of Christ, yeah. followed this very same model, this say, show, sin, coach? And the disciples that were raised up underneath such teaching, such biblical teaching, they went out and they did this. You would see the most powerful force <laughs> come forth from the body of Christ. It would be, it would be, it would be game changing. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. And, and this is a model that Anthony is so simple, but so hard. <laughs> it's so simple. Yeah. Yeah. But. What it took Jesus doing is, I mean, and, and you know, and he didn't sit down and say, "This is ABC. This is how no. you do it, guys. I'm going to send you a here's, here's your here's your how to manual. You yeah. know, discipleship for dummies. This is what I need." Yeah. <clears throat> but I think hey, that, I mean, well, what he did, he just modeled this real simple thing, yeah. and he did it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. You know, you could go to the story where Jesus was uh, where he fed the five thousand people. 
perfect. I mean, that's a prime yeah, example. Absolutely. He'd been preaching for a few days. Yep. He'd been saying, he's like, all right, that's enough saying. I'm going to show. Yep. And then he showed, and then he said, everybody said, we're hungry. And he said, have we any meat? Mm-hmm. He sent he sent he sent them out to look for me. Yeah. They came back. They're like, no, we don't have anything. But there's a little kid over there. This guy said, ah, oh. go to the kid. Yeah. So he sent, and then he would. Then he took the. That's a coaching moment. Mm-hmm. That's a coaching moment. Absolutely. Where he was like, oh my god. And then he breaks it. Yes. And then he. And then what, what does he do? He he thanks God. He mm-hmm. says again. Yeah. He, he teaches again. Yeah. In the same day. Yep. He cycles again through this this Habasha model, and he says, yes. "All right, now now I'm breaking it. Here, you go distribute it." Yep. He sent, and it was just, and then oh. and then after that was over, the baskets were full, twelve mm-hmm. baskets. Another moment of coaching, and yeah. then he said, and then he sent. I mean, it was just, it, it it's it's neat to see it over and over. And once you, once you start thinking about this four step process that Jesus did again and again and again in the scripture, when you read the gospels, you can't miss it. It's almost like it's highlighted in your, in your Bible now. Yeah. uh, As you, as you think about what he's doing here. You know, I was thinking back about some of the things that we've been part of and some of the lives that we've seen changed as we've been discipling young, especially youth, man, we would teach and we would show, and then to actually send them out. I'll never forget, uh, we took a group of youth downtown, Somerset, Kentucky, and uh, we handed out, I believe we handed out food. And this was their first time that they had been sent. This was their first sent. They had, they had, they had, they had heard the lesson. The lesson was based upon you know us giving, us self-sacrificing. We showed them how it was supposed to work. And then we went and we sent them out. Right. And I tell you what was really exciting about this, and I, I love, I love after after it was all said and done, how we came back together and we had a review of everything that we did. Mm. Where did we mess up? How could we have done better? And then whenever we laid all this groundwork back out, we started the cycle again. We say show, cussing, and coach. Wow! But the most exciting part about that, and you can imagine in Jesus as well, when they were sent out. And to see them come back. Yeah. The, can you, I'll never forget the look on their faces when they were able to hand stuff out to people mm. and to witness for God. They came back with huge smiles on their face mm-hmm. and they had no thought of their self. Right. They were just exciting, excited to work, to work and to be part of what they had heard, what they had yep. heard and what they had seen. Mm-hmm. And now it was their opportunity to show, mm-hmm. man, we get it. We get it. And and then you come back, and then that coaching starts over again. And it reinforces it. It reinforces it. Absolutely. And how exciting that is. Then the after-action review comes in. Man, this is, this is where we held up. This is all this that we did. This is how we could have done better. This is that. And then that coaching comes back in again, and then the cycle repeats. And then they start telling their friends about it. And then they start coaching without even knowing. Then they start saying, showing, sending, and coaching. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah, and, and and okay, that's a that's a perfect example, Anthony. So thanks for sharing it on how it works in in a in a church environment. Now I want to go completely secular for a minute. Yeah. So you guys, you guys are just bear with me. Yeah. So I'm also a baseball coach. Okay. So if I'm teaching the game of baseball, I'm teaching how to throw or how to swing. The first thing I want to do is I want to say how to do it. 
Yep. And then I'm going to say, give me the bat. I just did this this week. Give me your bat. Give me your bat. And then I show them. And I said, now, you try it. <laughs> and then they tried. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. You need to move your leg a little more this way. Mm-hmm. Open your stance up this way. You need, you need to stay closed in the front. So I'm coaching in that moment. Yep. And then I say, this is why. This is what it does. It, it, it causes your, your hip-shoulder separation. You generate power, blah, 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 blah. And I say, watch this again. See this? See that right there? See that? See that? And then I say, now, you do it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a principle that's overarching in anything we do. But what we've done, I think, Anthony, as a, as a church, as a body, over the years, is we've dumbed down mm. discipleship to a paperback book on a Sunday morning when we we impress people with how smart we are Oof. with our Greek and our whatever, mm. and we have very well articulated. We're good at it. It's comfortable to articulate a message about something really smart, but the people are not interested in how smart we are. No. And when Anthony, I love how you highlighted that, that this young this young group when they came back, their eyes were just oh, lit, yeah, with 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 enthusiasm for the gospel. Because I think when people can see what you said, and when they get when they can experience what you've shown, and and then all of a sudden. The, the text comes to life for them. Yes. It's not a Bible story anymore. No. It's no longer David and Goliath. It's no longer um, a da- Daniel and, and the lion's den. It's no longer just a Bible story. Yeah. Now, yeah. the word has come to life. Yep. And if people can see, but but it's so comfortable to sit and teach about oh, it. Oh, man, yeah. It's fun. It, it is. is. It's cool. Yep. But to have to lace up the boots and move to the to the to the mission field to demonstrate what you've been teaching about that takes teaching yep. to a whole new level that's that transitions from teaching to discipleship in that moment i agree one thing we always say at work is especially when we're talking about theory uh in the operation of a hydropower plant uh I can sit and tell oh, you're you, going secular. Too. Yeah, I can sit and tell you all day long how it's supposed to work, mm-hmm. but until you go out and put your hands on it yep. and you actually touch it, your experience is one of your best teachers. Mm. And the things that you're going to mess up along the way, how great that is to be able to have that opportunity to actually put your hands on, put your hands to, put yep. your feet to it to go forward. So one thing that I keep coming back to, and I don't know why this keeps coming back to me, but is the hold up. And I think, so I see one of the biggest disconnects in my opinion, and you, you could feel completely different is after the send and then the coach. Cause I, it's sometimes I think when we send them, we don't follow through with that next step of coaching yep. to grab them back in yep. and let's figure out what went wrong. And my mind goes back once again to the scripture, John chapter 21, Peter and the other disciples, after all that had happened, they go get back on the boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, they'd seen all these great things happen, yep. all these wonders. They they saw they saw Christ. All they saw all these things happen, and then instead of going out and continuing on, what they do? They went back to the boat. Yep. Jesus comes, 
and he he, he calls them out. They they see him. Oh man, they come. They eat. Mm-hmm. They they eat with him. And there's Peter sitting there eating. And the Lord looks at him and yet once again, let me coach you. Yep. Let me coach you, Simon, son of Jonas. Lovest thou me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Then feed my sheep. And he's looking. At, and you imagine Peter's like, okay. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Two more times to the point yeah, where yeah, it yeah. was complete shame inside of himself. Lord, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs. Mm. This is the coach of all coaches, man. You just struck out. You feel like you just struck out. Yep. Man, dust off those cleats. Yeah. Put your hands back on that bat. Grip down tight. Man, you go out. Yep. You go out. Mm. You got this. Mm. You got this. You got the tools. You got the tools you need to go to hit a home run. Dang, wow. I love it. That's good. That's so, so good. And it's easy. um, It's easy to go to the path of least resistance. Oh, yeah. And that's what Peter and company did in this scenario. Mm -hmm. They they heard, they saw it demonstrated, and they participated. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden the coach was gone, they thought. Yeah. And and they were like, let's just go back yeah. to where it's comfortable. Yeah, let's go get on a boat. And <laughs> that's where the intention the, the intentionality of a coach. Mm-hmm. You got to be there. Yeah. You got to show up. Mm-hmm. If Jesus hadn't shown up. Oh wow. In that moment, they would have sailed off in that boat mm-hmm. and they would have fished the rest of their lives. Yep. Because people will go back to what is comfortable and what is normal. Yep. The job of the leader is to keep them uncomfortable. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I, we were talking this morning. I said, nowhere in the scripture will you ever read where the Lord said, hey, guys, take it easy. It's going to be just go get comfortable. Go kick back in your lazy chair. Kick your shoes off. and It's going to be all right. You don't read that. Nope. Man, if you're not uncomfortable, you probably ain't doing something right. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to say. But one thing about this Christian walk, and even in this leadership pipeline, the different things we've talked about, about the successor plan and not wanting to, not not make it about ourselves, but make it about God and making sure that we're in line with Him and as we're discipling others, man, it's uncomfortable. Man, you're not going to be comfortable in this in any way, shape, or form. But what a great model that Christ gave us to run with. And man, this is, this is gold. This is gold. Yep. Say, show, send, coach. Ah, oh, it's gold. And then Jesus said this. He said, take up your cross yep. and follow after me. Yep. So it's going to cost us. Yep. It's going to cost us. Sure. And, and And then, you know, in another place he said, you know, except you take up your cross daily, daily mm-hmm. and follow me. And so it's, it's something that it's a reciprocal process that happens over and over and over and over. And so, guys, we're going to close out here pretty quick. But it's a trap. It's a trap when we just teach good content and we're satisfied with that. Yeah. That is a trap. It's a trap of the enemy. I believe that it's a tra- It's a very comfortable, soft, fuzzy trap. Yeah. But it is nonetheless a trap. So take your class on a field trip demonstrate what you've been talking about for the last decade. Yep. And then step back, get, get out of the spotlight. Yep. Let them go in front Mm -hmm. and you just observe. Yep. And then bring them back 
and listen to what they have to say about it. Yep. And then coach them. Oh. That's what Jesus did. That's right. That's what he did. Right. So simple. Yep, that's right. But it it it's it's not in a pew. Nope. He didn't make disciples in a pew. Nope. He made them in a pit. Yep. So you got it. You got it. You may have to change clothes. You may have to, you know, change scenery. But be ready. Be ready for the Holy Spirit to move, and for things to happen. Amen. Love it. Love it. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, and I'll turn it back over to you to close us out. Let's transition from our butts in seats <laughs> to boots on streets. Amen. That's a good one. Butts and seats <laughs> to boots on streets. Amen. I love it. We say it about twice a week at Journey Community. Yep. So, guys, we're gonna we're gonna transition off this this uh, um, this podcast here. Uh, we will be covering in the next few weeks uh, the the actual pipeline. What does it look like? What does the pipeline look like? And then we're going to get into some of the different uh, 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 the cogs along the pipeline and then clogs on the pipeline. We'll talk about the infrastructure, <laughs> and then we'll talk about really, really down, down to the details of, of the content of, of um, how do we design uh, this pipeline and, and, and go to Scripture. So it'll be fun. Uh, it, we're going to geek out a little bit, but hopefully you can tolerate some of that. Uh, but we love you, and thanks for listening in. But until next time, Keep it real. Thank you for listening to The Real Life Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Please share a comment and follow us on Facebook. And until next time, keep it real.